Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, June 9th. We are rolling here. It is getting into the dog days of summer, but we're we're gonna tough it out. We are. Um, I mean, we still got plenty to talk about. Yeah, and, and you can smell football season. The football season really never ends. So I had a always... dream about tailgating. So did you? Nice. Did. So was it a was... good dream or bad dream? Uh, it was a good dream. It was okay. a you know one of those melatonin dreams. So I felt I felt okay about it. Um, I really like. I just remember being at the tailgate. That was. I I don't remember my dreams a lot. You don't? No, I'm not. But I remember like being at the tailgate in this this specific dream. So Are you a little inebriated. Um, I'm gonna go with no since I remembered any of it. <laughs> but um, I I I imagine not to tailgate this year. Hopefully, we will be uh, you know, we'll be winning so much that I won't have to drown sorrows uh before the game you know when you go into some of the games last year you just you knew you, you were gonna have to gonna have to prepare yourselves don't know if that'll be the case it'll probably be the case this year but yeah. let's let's look on the broader side of and say it may not be the case this year we'll see we'll see for sure definitely the first one is like you're so excited it's a good thing we're playing georgia state we're not playing like west virginia where right. was from play number one we're like crap <laughs> this sucks yeah, we, I was actually talking about that with someone this week, just how that was like – I feel like that was a very um, very volunteer way to kick off the season. Oh, yeah. Like you have all these high hopes going in. I don't think we really necessarily – we thought we had a chance to win, but didn't really expect to win, you know. And then we get into it, and turns out we never had a shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely expected us to – I thought it would be a good game, and I thought we'd win just because – but that's a Tennessee in you, like you like have right. you know there's it's like chance. Yeah, and I'm just like Big fate? Twelve, they're not that good at anything, and but yeah, they were they were pretty good. <laughs> I mean, we were bad, but yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if Will Greer hadn't played like a Heisman candidate that game, mm-hmm. that would have helped too. But we he also played our defense, which assisted in we we are we should be hired as like a um a Heisman firm like to help Heisman candidates. Oh yeah, like we should definitely be hired. Like uh, how Ben from we're the we're the Ben from Parks and Rec. We'll go from campaign to campaign. Yeah. We'll get we'll get you on board. We'll get you that Heisman. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, yeah, especially the defense two years ago. Good lord, they could have. They anybody done that it. played us was in the Heisman race, race the next week. Yeah, yeah, they could have done it for anybody for sure, for sure. Um. But we're going to talk about a little baseball because baseball season just came to an end. Um, so that, you know, but we've got a bunch of guys that have potential to leave the program. Yeah. and, and I Some guys like, that are leaving, but yeah, a few guys that have just the potential to leave it. So I guess we'll first talk about the, the North Carolina game. Um, so we had to beat them twice. And if you take away the first inning, we win the game two to one. Yeah, they scored four in the. Oh, in the that's first right. Inning. We didn't talk about the North Carolina game. Yeah, we had to watch it right after that. Right. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we lost that one. Um, their their pitcher had eight strikeouts and in, in seven innings. Um, Lean Felter didn't make it out of the first inning, and we had to switch. So, um, and it's kind of funny we're talking about the people leaving. So all Tennessee's pitchers that pitched in that North Carolina game will probably be leaving. You think they're all they're all gone? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Heflin and Jackson were seniors. Andrew Schultz um, was drafted, and so was Lingenfelter. Um, 
But after that loss, you know, you're mad that they, you're upset that they lost, but it, it seems like the program as itself is just in a great place that you yeah. aren't just too upset about it. No, you're no. like, you know, they they made it as far as they probably should have. I, I agree with that. I mean, I would even say, uh, you know, where you were put in, you got you lost that first game to Liberty, and fighting back. I mean, that that's that's a big positive. I mean, I felt like as far as um, expectations go, maybe being that regional elimination game at the at the end. Uh, fighting for a chance to play in the yeah. Super Regional. But I, I don't know because you we, you do lose the week before in the first round of the SEC uh, tournament, which we talked about. That was kind of just where you needed to be this year. And mm-hmm. once you get there, hopefully win a game, maybe two. That didn't happen. At least you did win. You ended up winning two games in the regionals. Yeah. So, Which SEC is still probably tougher than those two games. Or is tougher than those two games. Right. Vitilla but, talked about the, the NCAA tournament um, – is great for them because they kind of get out of that gauntlet of the SEC. Um, and he was talking about how there's no league in college baseball that sets you up perfectly for the NCAA tournament itself. Yeah. I mean, you you look at the teams that are in the Super Regionals, I think there's six teams from the SEC that's in the Regionals um, or the Super, Super Regionals, regionals yeah. playing for a chance to, to make it to Omaha. And Arkansas and Miss are playing each other. We talked about how that kind, yeah. of, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And, and so. so you won 40 games. So it was it was definitely a positive season. Um, and you had six guys um, get drafted the most since, I think, 2015. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yes. Um, so you had Andre Lipsius, the third baseman, uh, get selected in the third round, number 83 overall by the Detroit Tigers. You had Garrett Stallings, um, the right-handed pitcher, um, our ace in the fifth round, number 151 overall to the L.A. Angels. Andrew Schultz, sixth round, um, number 180 overall to the Philadelphia Phillies. Then Lingenfelter goes ninth in the ninth round, um, number 271 overall to the Angels. And then uh, Ricky Martinez in the 18th round, um, number 542nd overall. The MLB draft is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost made the joke when I walked in here. If it, did you get drafted this week? Yeah. You know? Um, I, I didn't get a call, so didn't I'm, get a call. I'm just missed the cut, I guess. <laughs> it's probably still going on. That's a good yeah. They're still um, making picks. And so he got selected by the Diamondbacks, and then Jay Charleston was selected in the 26th round, number 769th overall to the Royals. Um, so six guys get their name called. Um, that's awesome. And – I think so. I think we have a Twitter question, but I do think most of these guys go, uh, especially those guys um, that were on the second day. I think Ricky Martinez and Jay Charleston has a chance to come back. I don't know if they do or not, but I think they have a chance. Um, Ricky Martinez is just excellent, excellent defensively, um, and is just so solid at shortstop. And he hit the ball well. He, he led the team in doubles. Um, so I think that definitely builds some confidence. But I think he could he could use another year of coming back and working on everything and get selected higher. I mean, there's not a lot of money. I don't know exactly how much it is. But after the second day, the money goes down a lot. Right. So right. I would definitely look for – if I had to bet money, I would say Jay Charlson is the only one that come – comes back i think ricky martinez had a good enough year um 
to get selected. I think Jay Charleston struggled a lot getting on base. Now the the speed is there, defense is, is there. Um, he, he stole over forty bases this year, which is insane. I think it's second, um, or maybe he's, he's the second player to score forty bases in a season, um, and that's Chris Burke was the other one in two thousand two. I don't remember what year it was, but anyway. Um, so I, I definitely think Tennessee returns a lot. They're going to lose the, their best hitter, their ace, um, a, a guy that can throw a hundred in the bullpen, um, and a guy that's been a starter for the last three years in Lingenfelter. Um, I, I think all those guys go. But you you got some freshman that's able to come in. Christian Scott is one they wanted to use a lot, and I think he's going to get the opportunity next year. Trey Lipscomb in the infield is somebody that can get some playing time. Um, and then you have Zach Daniels, who was a sophomore last year, just came in really for hitting situations. But look for him. You know, he has the power that, you know, maybe Tennessee would lack losing Andre Lipscomb. Maybe he can make a um, a run to be a starter. So I, I think it's good that they don't have to replace a lot of position players. Um, but the bullpen took a hit. So they're, they're going to need to – you know, maybe use that the JUCO, uh, maybe use, you know, they're going to rely on some young guys to be able to produce in that bullpen. So we'll just see kind of what they do. I have, I think Frank Anderson's done a great job of getting those pitchers right um, and getting, getting them prepared in the best league in, in baseball to um, compete day in and day out. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what this season holds. I, I definitely think we need an extension for Tony Vitello ASAP. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I talked about. I think the extensions kind of. I don't know what the contract's at. Do you know what it's sitting at currently? Because I think it does. I looked at it and I, kind of depend on that. Like, how much does he have left on it? Is kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. If he, is he a year out? Is he two years out? Three years out? Um, because I think that depends. If he's a year, he's got a year left on his contract. Then yeah, you got to sign an extension mm-hmm. immediately. You don't need to wait until that contract's. Uh, are you three years out? You maybe have another year to sit on it. If you're two years out, you probably look at that extension. You don't want to get around to next year and, you know, him have that thought in the back of his mind of the, am I going to get a contract extension? Um, am I going to field offers from other teams? You know, yep. that. so I think that's a lot to do with it. I, I think if I remember correctly, he has two years though. So I think it's definitely something to look at. And right. he is start already getting paid pretty good money. Not much. I mean, how many other programs can afford to pay him much more? is the good thing. So I think it definitely depends a lot on that, but man, um, you talked about how this program's in pretty good shape to, to move forward, continue moving forward. And that, that's a positive. I don't, uh, I don't know how you could be upset with the guy and his staff right now. Yeah. And I I think if you have the guy that you want, have the guy that's able to build this program, you don't want to get rid of him. So you do anything to keep him. And I think that's what we did with Rick Barnes as well this year. You know, we didn't want to start over. So we went and paid him exactly what he wanted. So, I think the same goes for Tony Vitello as well. Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, you definitely don't want to start over, especially with what Vitello has done with this team. Um, you wanna keep keep trending up uh, at the moment. So that's that's um you know that that's the decision you gotta make. Hey, do you wanna pay to keep starting over or do you wanna right. um or do you wanna pay the guy that you think can kinda get you where you wanna go? So well, um, I mean what a blast to cover this team this year. I mean, just watch them start out the season so hot and continue that into SEC play and, you know, face some adversity. They got swept a couple times, able to come back and, you know, beat the number two team in the country in Georgia. 
um, twice in a weekend. So they actually won that series and then um, beat Florida on the road, sweep Kentucky. I mean, it's just an awesome experience. I wish we could have stayed longer in Hoover um, when we could have played more games and got that win over Auburn. But Auburn's playing – they won last night, so they're one game away from making it to Omaha. Yeah. So, I mean, they were not no slouch. They are not no – They were not, was, not a slouch? They were yeah, no slouch. Not, a, not no slouch. That's double negative. They that is were a slouch. That's terrible. My they, they are no slouch, or they are not a slouch. They not no slouch. Not – not no slouch. Ain't no slouch. Ain't no slouch. Ain't no slouch. Yeah, there you go. Look, are you done? But yeah, exciting. I mean, they were picked what fifth in the East at the beginning of the year. That was their uh, pre mm-hmm. um, preseason uh, poll. I think we finished third, third, yep. third in the East. Yep. Um, so I mean, and then you went to the regionals and you lost to a really good North Carolina team that's probably going to be in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really, really positive year and hope again, hope we just keep trending in that direction. Um, uh, as far as baseball goes, that's pretty much all we've got for them. Uh, hope we, hope we get the roster back that we want to see. Yep. Cause when you talk about all those guys that have potential to leave, I mean, um, most of them sitting pretty good after the draft, uh, you know, or at least feel like they could do something with the position they feel. Yeah. Like I was shocked at a couple of those. I, I was shocked at Jay Charleston for getting drafted. Um, I was shocked at Lingenfelter being so high. I think he struggled a lot this year. Um, for whatever reason, just didn't, you know, the he has the fastball, um, but for whatever reason, just didn't didn't have the location. Um, and, and threw a couple wild pitches here and there, walked a couple batters. So, you know, I, I was shocked about that, but good for him. So I, I think he's definitely gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see him really improving that much in his draft stock. Right. So, right. Uh, let's let's move over to some football and talk summer enrollees. We've talked about it a little bit uh, last week, but we've now gotten their official numbers, and we've had some Twitter questions involving um, involving the early enrollees. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, as far as number go, numbers go, I've got them. You want to read them off? You got them. You got them right there, too. Yeah, I got them. Go for them. Okay. Um, so – uh, you had Henry Teotoo, um, who will be number 11, Aaron Beasley, number 24, Roman Harrison, number 30, Kenny Solomon, number 31, Jackson Lampley, number 50, Savion Williams, number 50, Elijah Simmons, 51, Darnell Wright, 72, Sean Brown, 83, Jared Means, 88, and Daryl Middleton, 97. It's a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked getting, about this getting this class in here. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it some last week of all these early enrollees that we had and the talent that was in there. There's a lot of talent in these summer enrollees as well. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and a big class, especially I think defensively is definitely where the, the bulk of the enrollees in the summer are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we, we do have a Twitter question. Let me find where that actually was. Yeah, so um, Revolver. At DLR fifty one says, "Who will make an immediate impact?" Um, I think there's a couple guys. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot on this list as a chance to um, maybe build depth at different areas, especially offensive line um, and defensive line. But I think guys that that are able to come in and and probably have an immediate impact and fight for a starting job, I think it's obvious Henry Teotua will. 
Um, I think Roman Harrison has the ability to do that also at outside linebacker. Um, I think it's set up well for Elijah Simmons and Savion Williams to have a chance on that interior defensive line to um, get some playing time because there's not a lot of depth there. Mm-mm. And depth's, a, depth's like one of the bigger keys you're looking yeah. to build currently. And I think other than Emmett Gooden, there's not a lot of guys that had played a ton at that position. Yeah. So I, th- I think those that's kind of up to grab for those um, defensive tackle spots – it's probably going to depend on what kind of defense we run, what kind of sets we run, and different stuff like that. But I, I feel like those two guys definitely have a a chance to, to become a starter. Yeah. And then I think it's obvious Darnell Wright is probably already a starter right now, so I think he'll definitely be. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to say as far as immediate impact goes. You mentioned how there's several guys that definitely have the potential to make an immediate impact. I think the biggest immediate impact you're going to get is Darnell Wright Mm -hmm. Um, because it's that offensive line, that really, really high needs area currently. Um, And he's, I mean, one of the top in the country coming into this, uh, into UT. And I I mean, I think that's, as far as summer enrollees go, that's the guy I think you look to make not only an immediate impact, but probably the biggest immediate impact. Um, and then, I, you know, after that, I, I think I like Savion Williams um, just coming from JUCO, at least, you know, playing a little bit more than some of these high school guys. I, th- I think I like him after that. Um, still not wearing sleeves. Still not wearing sleeves. I don't know what he's going to do on the football field. They're going to have to cut his pads off at the chest, I guess, because um, he can't can't be comfortable for him to go from not wearing sleeves at all to pads. Yeah. Can't be. Um, but I, I, yeah, I like, uh, he didn't wear pads. No, nah. I like Henry Teoto as well, just because of the depth thing. I, I don't think he'll start, um, if he does maybe towards the end of the year, but that depth, I think he'll get plenty of playing time and have a chance to make an immediate impact. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to what this, this class brings, um, you know, a top 15 class in the country. Um, and you, you got, like we've talked about before, you got guys that, um, that you need you got position of needs you got guys um you got big bodies not just oh we'll get this guy because he's a four-star but he doesn't fit our system whatsoever mm-hmm. you got guys that's able to fit in the system you're trying to run here so i'm excited you gotta you did the juco route um you got middleton um and savion williams and also in this class you had d'angelo gibbs and aubrey solomon I mean, they're early enrollees. Will they be eligible? I don't know. Still waiting. Right. Right. That that would be a, a huge get as far. I mean, getting those guys eligible, a um, little bit of experience, and, um, you know, at least that they played a year in college. And uh, really nice to have a really nice add to this roster. Uh, I mean, where does D'Angelo Gibbs play? Because apparently he transferred to play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But we know he's played mm-hmm. a lot of defensive back since he's been on campus in the spring. Yeah. So where does where does he play if he does get eligible? I don't know. I mean, in the spring game, he looked more like he was going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I, f- I feel like that's, you know, where your needs are right now, and he obviously would add a lot to that, yeah. uh, or add at least a little bit to that, and uh, at least another body. And, um, yeah, so I'd be, I'd be interested to see where he would, would end up if he did become eligible. I, I think it's also – Something to mention that maybe next year he could possibly be at that wide receiver position when you lose um, Juwan Jennings and Marquez Calloway. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So you, you lose some of your top guys there. If you want to build depth, um, maybe he's on the verge of being a starter. So maybe he switch, switches over. But you also lose Nigel Warrior next year. So maybe he could have that safety position as, as well. Yeah, I, that, there's potential to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, looking at some recruiting news. Yeah. Um, so I, we actually had another question kind of oh, sorry. Um, about the summer enrollees. RJ Davis asked, y'all heard anything about Anthony Harris? I have not heard much about him. I do know that he is not here now, um, and it doesn't look like he's going to be here this summer. So looking more like if he comes, it's more like a J.J. Peterson kind of thing. Um <laughs> When he'll be on campus is definitely going to be a mystery. But Maybe he'll end up on campus like event. Like he might wander here one day. Yeah, he might just stroll on in. Um, we have no clue, but it's it, it's looking like it's going to be probably toward the beginning of the season, or he's going to go the JUCO route, which is not really ideal for this staff. No, because I mean it just puts you behind. Now I think. From what I'm hearing, J.J. Peterson is actually – I know people I always want to know about J.J. Peterson. It looks like he's starting to figure things out. Um, he did redshirt. He did change his number to number six, so he's not 40 anymore. Um, so he doesn't look like some random person that they just threw out there on special teams. Um, so I'm hearing good things about him. I don't know if he's going to be the guy or um, what, but I think definitely with Darren Kirkland Jr. Um, retiring that – it's kind of been seen as an opportunity for him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So recruiting. Recruiting. Been some big news this week. Towards yeah, the end. It, it's been some. Is Jeremy been, Pruitt answering questions? Yeah. It, it looks like it was. People were kind of raising their eyebrows a little bit about recruiting and where this class was headed. We're, I think we're 34th in the country. Until the other night when Tennessee got three commitments, um, two for this 2020 class, and that first one is um, big boy, Javantez Spragans. Um, he's an offensive guard from East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, he's listed at 6'2", 366 pounds. Wow. Big dude. Big dude. Big dude. Um, and he's a monster, too. Yeah. Like – Eating people, monster. <laughs> I mean, I was pissed when I saw the highlight tape of that camp when I was just like, why can he not? And I hate to like, I try not to look at that camp stuff too much, but like he is bullying kids. Yeah, without so, bats. Yeah, bullying them. I'm like, yeah, bring him on campus right now. Mm-hmm. Reclassify him today, please. Big dude, please. And then uh, we got another one for that same high school, East St. Louis, Illinois, and that's four-star safety Antonio Johnson. He's listed at 6'2", 179 pounds, is the number 11 safety in the country, and a top 200 prospect, 161 to be exact. Um, so that would be Tennessee's second highest rated player in this class so far. And they jumped up to number, right now they're sitting at 25 in the country uh, with this recruiting class. They're doing well. They're doing well. I don't know how you can complain currently. Yeah. I mean – it might have been a little bit slower than you know most of these teams are doing it, but uh, look at what you did this weekend. How can you complain? 
Yeah, and I, I think it's it's only going to pick up this summer. You got a ton of guys that are um, making a, official visits. You had two guys this weekend make an official visit, and that was um, Hain, uh, four-star quarterback Haynes King um, out of Texas, and then you had three-star athlete uh, Mordecai McDaniel um, make an official visit as well. And Tennessee also had a big-time prospect in for a visit. That's four-star outside linebacker Phillip Webb. He's a top um, 100 prospect um, at outside linebacker. So Tennessee's getting the recruits in here, um, so we need to – Go ahead and lock some of those guys down. Build this class up. Um, the next two weeks are, are filled with official visits, and that's that's kind of what we're going to expect going forward with this early signing period. And every, every everybody's pretty much—I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people are early enrollees to get a head start. Um, so now it's going to be considered just everybody's going to do it. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're trying to get everything out of the way. And I, I like that. I, I think it's good for kids to go ahead and get that recruiting stuff kind of out of the way. I know it's fun, but especially with these big-time prospects, I'm sure it gets annoying with phone calls probably every day. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of them just want to get it past them um, and focus on their season. And then after the season, it'll probably pick up again. But, you know, they, they just want to get things over with and get it done. Right. Um, in the summer when they have time to, to travel and, you know, do – all these visits and everything like that. So, well, we got another commit. Also, I didn't mention um, he's yet to play a high school game. Yeah, and I love that we got bashed for it. And it's like he already has offers from A and M, Alabama, Mississippi State. There's another big one, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. It's like how so we got bashed because we the guy liked us and committed. Yeah. <laughs> Every like, what if he had committed to Alabama, Georgia? Like, what do you say then? I'll say this. I mean, I do I do kind of hate it, but at the same time, it's like if the kid's really fast, yeah, he's not going to probably not gonna get slower, probably just going to get faster. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know. It's not like probably the offer's not official either. That's Yeah, it, it's probably can, just like if you are this good yeah. by the time you're yeah. a junior in high school. So I'm not looking too much into it. I'm, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, it, I'll never not accept a – Commit. Right. So anytime a kid wants to come to your school, you're like, okay, cool. Come on. <laughs> so that, that was Tony Mitchell out of Alabaster, Alabama. Um, he's not rated yet because ratings only go to like 2021 right now. And he's the class of 2023. So he's got a little bit. He's got his four years of high school still yet to play before he can put on any kind of uniform. But right now he wants to pick Tennessee. I like so it. So we'll take it. Let's do it. Let's ride today. Today. Any, any other recruiting news, recruiting updates? Um, Basketball, kind of a little bit. Uh, I think yeah. Tennessee is riding the mix for Kerry uh, Blackshear. Um, yeah, very interesting. Right? When he first kind of came on the market after announcing his transfer, we kind of, you know, our ears perked to him. I think Tennessee threw the name in the mix there, mm-hmm. and then he declared for the NBA draft. But yeah. now has withdrew his name, so mm-hmm. back, back in it. Back Which in I thought, I think everybody kind of assumed when he declared that he was gone, like he was – yeah. For sure going. So, very interesting to kind of get a second chance at him. Yeah. It's good stuff. It, it seems like Tennessee wants to get him on campus probably sometime this week. Um, so, we'll see kind of how that – I think Tennessee is def, was definitely going to be relying on their guards next season. But, you know, maybe with him we're able to, to keep that paint presence going. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. You ready to 
rank some SEC Ooh, coaches. Let's do it. So are we going to do the West next week? Is that, is yeah, that we how we're do doing the West this? next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. But this week, we're going to do the East coaches, which is kind of a depressing. We should have waited a couple of years for this because I hate where we have to put our coach. So Yeah. I really do. Um, but I feel like it has to be done. Right, let's start at the top, though. Okay. I, and I, I did kind of my rankings off recruiting, obviously the season, um, and kind of the expectations going forward. Yeah, so I did mine off. Um, recruiting was definitely mixed. Expectations not – Expectations not necessarily going forward, but kind of what your team was expected to do. Yeah. Um. So kind of that in the mix, and uh, then obviously what your record is. So yeah. Sure. Um. But I, I had Kirby Smart at the top. I don't know how you can't have him at yeah. the top currently. Mm-hmm. Um. The he's pretty much dominated every team he's played just about. Um. And uh, done really well as a head coach so far at Georgia. Yeah. So I don't see him necessarily slowing down anytime. I think teams are catching up to him. But I don't really see Georgia slowing down. Yeah, I, I want to see, especially with them recruiting so well. Um, I definitely want to see they're they're not just like dominating. No, like they're Alabama. Not. No, and it's kind of making me wonder about it. They like, are dominating the East teams for the most part, but. right? Yeah. Um, but I, I obviously, I, I think Florida is kind of right there too. With yeah, I think Florida. I mean, I think Florida. I think even. Um, as far as South Carolina program goes, they're like a good recruiting class away from probably beating um, a Georgia team. Yeah. Um, Missouri. I mean, I think Missouri has a good shot at them this year with Kelly Bryant. If their mm-hmm. receivers can do anything right. you know, for them. But, I, I mean, I, I don't feel like Georgia's like head and shoulders above everybody at the no. current moment. No. But they are number one for me as well. Kirby Smart. Yeah. And then number two, I got, I don't want to say it, but it's Dan Mullen. It is Dan Mullen. I mean, look at what he did at Mississippi State. Um, I mean, his head coaching record has, you know, it speaks for itself. No one, not a lot of people are going to do what he did at Mississippi State. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And um, he's done all right at Florida this this year. Has this off season? Excuse me, has been um, <clears throat> quite a roller coaster. If they have a good year now, I mean, I think you have to. Just kind of be like, yeah, he's a really good coach. Period. Somebody tweeted at me and said Dan Mullen looks like a nematode. And I I'd thought have to that was look weird. at a nematode again, but <laughs> I mean, I'll just make fun of him. So I'll agree with it for now. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's definitely a weird dude, but he seems to get always get the job done. He, yeah. He's I, look at what Philip what he did with Philip Franks this year. Yeah, that man is terrible. Crazy. Yeah, man, and he like you said, we make every we should run a business for Heisman candidacy. Yep. Yeah. Felipe Franks, Tennessee Volunteers. We'll we will win. You, we will put you the opposing the quarterback. A Heisman, yeah. and you can mark it. Oh god, that's awful. Yeah, number three, number three. Um, I struggle with this one, but I, th- I did struggle with this one. But I think for now, I think you have to go Barry Odom. Oh, at Missouri, there's just. Okay. I mean, I think you could talk about him and Will Muschamp being uh, back and forth, and Will Muschamp's even like a weird one. But what, who else in the East is? Can you really like definitely put above either of them? Yeah. And, and that's why I just went with Barry Odom. I, I like what he's done at Missouri. They've been pretty consistent. Um, and especially since they've been in the SEC. Surprising, you know, done really well since they've been in the SEC for what their expectations. You talked about those expectations. Done mm-hmm. really well for um, since they've been in there. I, yeah, I feel like he's number three right now just because of – I don't want to be mean here, but not so much what he's done, but kind of what the others have failed to do. Yeah. So – so my number three is Will Muschamp. Okay. Um, and I, I think it's 
one thing is Tennessee can't beat him. Um, and he puts together great recruiting classes. A lot of that is from uh, Brian McClendon, but, you know, he's he hired the man, so, you know, he gets the credit as well. So I think Will Muschamp is definitely at that number three. Yeah, and you you uh, you talk about Tennessee can't beat him. I mean, he did all right at Florida. Yeah, Florida just has high expectations, and he didn't meet those expectations. But I mean, he he did he did decent at Florida, and he's not going to lay down to any um, uh, donor, any anybody that's probably higher than him in the athletic department. He's probably going to do his own thing, and I think that's. That might be a reason that he didn't last at Florida as long. Yeah, I mean, because I would definitely rather have Will Muschamp than Jim McElwain. Yeah, oh, times over. Oh yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with that. I also looked up Barry. I didn't remember when Barry Odom got to Missouri, but he was the defense coordinator. Um, they, I guess it was their second year in the SEC championship game. So okay, yeah, because they uh, they won the SEC East their first two years in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> People forget that. But it happened, unfortunately. Um, I've got Will Muschamp. I flip flopped. Uh, well, I don't know if I flip flopped with you, but I've got I've got Will Muschamp at number four. Okay. Number four, I have Mark Stoops. Um, okay. And Kentucky's not been that great, but I feel like they they're putting together a decent recruiting class. Um, and last year they had the best year they ever had. So I'm gonna put him at number four right now. I, I don't necessarily think their program is. I mean, Tennessee obviously beat them last year, but. Just kind of what his expectations are. Yeah, at Kentucky, I think he's done a better job. That right now. Okay, I'll, I'll get into my feelings about him in a minute. But uh, after after Will Muschamp, I hate to do this, but I got to go Derek Mason. Um, okay. I, you know, you talked about that recruiting thing, and he does lack. Uh, he lacks recruiting a little bit, but his hands are tied because of the school he's at. School he's at just a little bit, um, and I feel like he recruits pretty well for where he's at. Yeah, and then you know. He doesn't recruit as well as other teams and still plays them and yeah. beats Tennessee. And uh, that's something I just feel like he exceeds what his roster allows him to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've got him there. So you got him at five? Yeah. At five, I have Jeremy Pruitt. Okay. Um, I don't think he's last, even though we're probably last in the East. I think recruiting-wise and kind of what he inherited um, kind of wasn't fair. To a certain extent. Now, last year with Tyson Helton, that was not a good match whatsoever. Yeah, bad hire. Yeah, bad hire. But I, I feel like everybody else was a good hire. Unfortunately, Tyson Helton was the guy who ran your offense. But, um, yeah, I, I have him at five. I don't, I don't think he's the worst one. Um, and I think Tennessee is going to improve. Definitely the talent has improved. Um, so, hopefully with the hire of Jim Chaney, we can – at least not be last in the East. Yeah. I mean, I think Jeremy Pruitt's number six for me. And I think if you beat Derek Mason, you probably jump him for me. You're probably at six, and Derek Mason's probably at seven. But you can't lose straight up to a guy and, and me say he's better, especially when you probably technically have a better roster. We mm. know the state of the program, and it's probably about the same, but you probably technically had a better roster. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've got I've got Pruitt at number six. Um, and I think I hope he doesn't sit there. You know, when we come back and do this next year, I feel like he could make the jump to like three potentially. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen, but the, the the recruiting classes he put together uh, this year, the recruiting class he's starting to put together for 2020, 
um, the way I think we're trending for this season to kind of do better than expectations potentially. Like there, there's potential there to, mm-hmm. to do it, I think. Um, I, I think he potentially – I hope he moves up as a Tennessee fan. But right now, I just – this season, you beat Auburn, and that's great. Um, but, I mean, you didn't make a bowl game and you lost to Vandy. That's tough. Yep. <laughs> Blown that's out tough. by Vandy, yeah. too. Um, so, number six, I have Barry Odom. Um, and I, I think he could flip-flop with Jeremy Pruitt, and I, I wouldn't think twice about it. But I do think he inherited a, a great quarterback in Drew Locke. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like Jeremy Pruitt and Barry Odom are kind of up there. I think Jeremy Pruitt definitely has better recruiting than, than Barry Odom, obviously. Um, but kind of where these two teams go, you know, you like you said, you have Kelly Bryant at Missouri, um, but you have that bowl or that um, postseason bowl. You do have the you do have the postseason man. Postseason man. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good point. So, and, and it was under his watch. Whether it was like his fault or not, I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that, but. Um, it was under his watch, so I think he should be penalized for it. Maybe I don't know if that was the way to go, just the two years bull ban. Oh, I mean, as far as I know, that was a bullshit bull ban. Like, from yeah. what I read, it was a tutor that did it with, like, five student athletes. Yeah. They weren't all football players. Right. That's why the ba- I think basketball has a, bo- a ban, too. Right. And um, they fired the tutor and self-reported. So, I don't understand the, the ban. Yeah, especially, like... I mean, over five kids, maybe you mark them ineligible. But, yeah. I mean, that goes back to, to last week when we talked about TSSAA. Yeah. Um, the coach made the mistake. Yeah. Find and a way. Then, if you're going to do that, punish them. They, the tutor, for this instance, is the one who did it, and they fired the tutor immediately. Yeah. And, that, that, and then self-reported. Instead of just firing them and you know being like, all right, let's sleep some. They, they self-reported after that. It's like – I feel like they did everything you wanted them to do. Right. So it's kind of confusing to me, that whole situation. But I was hoping that would keep Kelly Brown away, and it didn't. So whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, good for them. I mean, getting recruits in there, even with that postseason ban. Yeah. So I've got Mark Stoops as my number seven. Okay. And um, see, my view of this Kentucky season was different. Best season in school history. You couldn't get to an SEC championship game. You couldn't beat Tennessee. And then on top of that, you lost to Butcher Jones too many times for me to call you a good coach. <laughs> that's so true. that like that's my point of view on it. I think as you know, I think there's a way to view that as I mean, they had the best season in Kentucky history because obviously it takes good coaching to have that, and they did have a good season. But you still lost to Tennessee, and you didn't get to an SEC championship game. So like my view of the game or my view of their season is just a little bit different. They did win a bowl game though. They, they did win Penn a bowl State. game. They play a Big Ten team, Penn State. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why true. they did it. But it, I mean, it's it's a better. <laughs> but Jones beat two Big Ten. Teams. It's a better Big Ten team than we beat. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, maybe not that Iowa team was supposed to be really good that year at the Texas. Yeah. So, but they made them not look so good. No, they looked <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. So my number seven is Derek Mason. Um, you know, I just hate Vandy, so that's probably a big reason why I picked him at seven. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think there's very much expectations at Vanderbilt right now. You're you're better than Tennessee until we prove otherwise. But yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't like Vandy. So I guess that's why I got him last. Screw I mean, Vandy. that's that's fair. Blow a fart towards Vandy. I don't care. Yeah, that's that's fair for sure. 
I don't, I don't, you can't disagree with that. Yeah. You can't. Um, moving on to some NBA finals talk. I am loving it because I just don't like the Warriors dynasty. I'll be honest. It's yeah. nothing like personal against any of the Warriors. Like I don't necessarily dislike any of them. Um, I, I guess I'm annoyed with Steph sometimes annoyed with KD sometimes, but like overall, I don't hate any of their players. I'm just, I just want to see them get beat and get yeah. beat by someone not named LeBron would be nice too. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool. I, I think they ran, if I were to bet on it, like before all this stuff with KD's calf or something was if I would have bet on it, I'd say the Warriors sweep them. I think they have more talent than anybody in the NBA by far. Um, and even without KD, they probably still have more talent. I mean, without yeah. KD, they're, they have the best record ever in a season. Yeah. 73 wins. So, you know, I, I think some of them are knowing that this is the last season they're going to be in Golden State. And they just don't have the bench anymore to be able to to compete with. Right. Toronto has an excellent bench. They have uh, Van Vliet. Um, he's good. They have they have a lot of role, like great role players, like guys who had experience. They have Marcus Saul. I feel like that Marcus Saul is a big one. That I mean, I don't. I, mean, I guess people talk about it, but not like. I don't feel like they act like it's as big, a big of player as as he is. Yeah, and he definitely is. Yeah, and then Siakam will probably win uh, most improved player. Kyle Lowry has been there. Um, he was kind of that the face of the franchise until yeah. Kawhi yeah. Leonard came. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and then Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> that man is the funniest person. In I the feel world. like he does it now to be like to be a meme. See, I don't. I think he's just a weird <laughs> dude. I mean, that's possible, but all the all the stuff that he does. That man still drives a Tahoe around yeah. that all, he drove in high school. All the stuff he does is just like, how, like, I don't know. Like, the handshake thing gets me. I've watched the video a hundred times. I'm Fist like, bump? Yeah, I'm like, what? Dude, that is, like. <laughs> you know Jeremy Lin's listed on Toronto's roster? Yeah, where is that man at? He never plays. Lin Sanity? And uh, Obi Ananobi. He's on there. Um, Patrick McCall, who used to play for the Warriors. Yeah. And I forgot about Ibaka. I mean, you have a lot of a lot of these people. Danny Green, Danny Green's played really good this series um, too. And then Serge Ibaka, those two have they've been in the finals before, yeah. so they they've they kind of know. KD is back practicing with the Warriors today. I heard he's back. He's practicing, so I heard he we'll see. He, he might come back for Game Five, and that wouldn't surprise me at all if they came back. If they came back and won, because K. I'm I'm gonna hold it against KD if he comes back in Game Five and they they go on to win it. I'm just like you sat out that long to just wait. Maybe he maybe he wanted that uh, that comeback story. KD is the biggest baby in the NBA, and he wants to be the victim so bad. And then he's like trying to be like the bad guy, like arguing with people. I'm like KD, anybody in the league can snap you in half. Like your whole like I don't even know why he's complaining about his calf. He doesn't have a calf. A, it's just like a bone and skin. Flat leg. Yeah. It's like a ski. <laughs> I just love that he has like burner accounts and it's almost not even like a hidden thing anymore. Like it's like almost fact. <laughs> it that's the best part about yeah. KD in my in my opinion. I mean 
It's got to be the best best thing about him, best quality about him. Apparently, I've never listened to him on the Bill Simmons show. Apparently, he's really cool on the Bill Simmons show. I just really? don't see it. Yeah, I just don't see it. I used to like the man, but I, I think that was, and I'm going to say this forever, I think it was definitely a baby move to join the Warriors. I don't like the move. I mean, I guess you get your rings and go on, and maybe you do like Steph. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I don't but I, I feel like know, you, but you almost like went to the like you were up three one on the Warriors. And he, made, he made a deal behind closed doors, man. And then like, okay, I'm going to join the Warriors. Yeah, Wait, what? He uh, he made a deal behind closed doors. So and then Boogie shows up. <laughs> I'm just like, where do I, where do they have all this money? Oakland, baby. But Oakland. That's, that's why, like, they don't have anybody on their bench because they spend it all on their starters. That's fair. I'm curious what they'll, you know, everybody said they're better without KD this year. I'm kind of curious if he does come back, what what happens? Like, what do you say if, if they go and went out? Somebody's got to stop Kawhi. Because yeah. that man is a freak. Yeah. He was not going to be It's not going to be Draymond. 12 rebounds, 36 points. Four man gets paid. Four seals, two Boardman, assists. Boardman gets paid. Did you read that article about his like former teammates talking about how he like talks, but how he like trash talks? Uh-uh. Oh, I'm about to find it now. You can keep reading his stats. I'll see if I can find it. That's hilarious. But apparently he like so he would. I can't remember who all they interviewed, but they'd be like talk about how he like talks trash in the weirdest way. Like whenever like he'd guard him in practice or in games, he would just say no all the time. Like they'd try to like get by him with the move. He'd just be like, nope, no, no. All the time, and then like, if he made it, he'd just go bucket, bucket, like that's how he talked trash. And then when he'd get a rebound, he'd he'd yell board board man gets paid. <laughs> he never smiles. Board man gets paid. The only time he smiled is when he laughed, and everybody got on camera, and it was like the biggest video going around. So I think that's why he doesn't smile anymore because everybody made fun of him when he laughed. <laughs> that laugh. Yeah. Oh my god, that laugh is terrible. I loved his answer. Did you show it to me where he's like? Uh, why don't you ask someone on the street? Yeah, he was like, what do you Toronto? think about, um, how do you think the people feel about Canada and all this stuff? He's like, uh, honestly, don't know. You should maybe go ask somebody on the street. <laughs> I mean, he's got a good point. You, and you like, probably he, should. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, but he's like dead serious. Yeah. Like, if anybody else would have said it, they'd probably laugh. Maybe you should just go ask somebody on the street. Oh, we just like yeah. I don't. I don't know. Boardman gets paid. <laughs> it's so weird. Boardman gets paid. I love it. The claw. Most important of the week. Besides any anywhere's New Balance. That's funny. That is good. There. That. That's the best part about them, actually. <laughs> Most important of the week. Most important. Vanderbilt's Kumar Rock. <sighs> I hate you. Was that yours? Yeah. No, oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, strikes out 19 and throws the first no hitter. In super regional history, the freshman is the son of Tennessee assistant coach Tracy Rock. Nineteen strikeouts. That's insane, man. Yeah, that's insane. and and I want to point out Duke beat Vanderbilt eighteen to five the day before. So it's not just like not like you're playing nobodies and walking yeah. up there and yeah, and it's in the super regional. <laughs> yeah, and they scored eighteen runs and you struck out nineteen. He struck out nineteen of the thirty batters he faced. That's ridiculous. And that ridiculous. He only had he had two walks. They didn't have any errors. So I think I think the two walks, that's he would have had a perfect game for him for that. Yeah. I mean he obviously had to get them out, but still. Right. That's crazy to think about. 
Um, so, what a, I mean, what a competitor to go out there as a freshman. Um, you know, your season is is hanging, and, and you, go you just go out there and dominate. Yeah, very awesome. very impressive. Um, did you see? I sent it to you all. Did you see? Joe DiMaggio or uh, Pete Rose's comments on Joe DiMaggio. I did not. So he was on the Mike Fra- that uh, Mike Fran- Francesca show. However you say his name. Yeah. And I guess he's telling him stories and he talks about changing with Joe DiMaggio or whatever. And he said that was a there was a man hanging from his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find the. It was fantastic. It's one of the best. That? Here we go. Was it on Barstool? No, Mike. That Mike Francis, Francesco show. Yeah, twenty-three days I live with Joe, and it's so hot you can't sleep. And all of a sudden, Joe says, "I got to take a shower." I said, "Joe, we're not downtown Saigon. We're in the damn middle of the jungle." He said, "I don't give a darn. I'm Joe DiMaggio. I got to take a shower." So the only way you could take a shower there is a guy had to get up, get up on a chair, me, have a bucket of water, pour it into this canvas thing. Pulled the chain, and the guy underneath took a shower. I gave Joe DiMaggio a shower. Now. The best way to describe Joe DiMaggio is he was a penis with a man hanging from it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the best. That's great. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> and coming from Pete Rose, I mean, what a line. <laughs> that's great. I'm sure he'd done a couple lines in his day. <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Fail of the week. Fail of the week. I've got the Texas uh, Digital Media Department <laughs> coming through with their success on the field. 2.89, highest semester GPA in team history, prepared off the field. Now listen, if you're a fan of college athletics, 2.89 is a pretty good team GPA. Yeah. But don't tweet that out. Yeah. That's just like, that's not impressive. We don't need to know that. Well, so they hired a... Senior graphic designer, right? I saw, uh, yeah, I saw I that. that. Maybe that maybe they fired someone, but yeah, yeah I'm just like Tennessee's is probably below two point eight nine. I'm sure it is. I'm, it might be, but I hope they never tweet out if they get a two point eight nine. If you're not in like three point five as this team, don't tweet it out. Oh yeah, and you're never gonna be. Dude, we're here to win. We don't care about that. Yeah, as long as you graduate, no just, one's gonna talk about just your the GPA. the GPA just looks bad when it's written down. So oh, we don't yeah. need to see it. Yeah, two point eight, like that's terrible. Yeah, so don't. Just don't do it. No reason to. Yeah, like that's not anything to brag about. Yeah, real, real bad. Oh, dude, yeah. I go to Texas, and I'm a D1 athlete, and I have to make a 2.8. Yeah. What? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so my fell of the week is quarterback Kai Loxley was arrested on suspicion of driving while intoxicated, possession of marijuana, terroristic threat, and unlawful carrying of a weapon. Who was that? I'm sorry. Kyle Loxley. Oh. UTEP quarterback. Mm. We played him last year. Wasn't that great? Nope. But. That's unfortunate. Not, not a th- good look. Yeah, I think he got in some trouble too before. Because uh, he was at A&M, right? At one point. I don't and then know. finally don't finished at UTEP. Yeah, I thought right. he was at a bigger school. I could be wrong. It might not have been A&M. So that's, that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But terroristic threat? Yeah, I wonder what that is. That's probably something like I'm gonna give you to an officer or something like that. Uh, okay, that might probably. Be yeah, because that's just like that makes me like whoa. <laughs> yeah, surely that, that is surely that's quickly. It. Yeah, like DWI. I mean, that's not good, but right. 
It's something pretty... that's common where <laughs> terroristic threat is not that common. Yeah, I, I don't know what I mean. I don't know what qualifies as that, but that that's what I would kind of imagine. Um, I guess stupidity is an epidemic. Do you have any more fails? I do not. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Darrell Middleton's tweet. Did you Did you see his? But Oak Ridge. He said, Oak Ridge ain't tweeted about me in three years. I put on a UT jersey and they want clout. And then someone <laughs> tweeted, uh, talk about Powell too. So I guess Powell did it as well because he uh-huh. went to both schools. But I was like, ooh, Oak Ridge. That's a, and he got a lot of likes and retweets. I was like, yeah. oh, it's a tough look right there. It's funny, but then I think about it, I'm like, but I mean, what did he do in those two years? Yeah. After he graduated. Like, what were they supposed to say? Right. Oh, you're at EMCC. Oh, you're at... Oh, yeah, I feel like they, yeah, I feel like it's whatever. I mean, I, I just thought it was funny. I mean, yeah, it is. But then I was like, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> right. No, I mean, every school would. Tennessee does all the time. Yeah. Like, if Keller Chris went and played really well in the NFL, we would tweet about him all the time. VFL. Yeah. So, it's just the way it goes. Just um. Goes. So, my stupidity and epidemic is Pat Forday. Is, he says, is a 2023 prospect too early to extend a scholarship or make a commitment? Apparently not. Tennessee gets football commitment from 14-year-old Tony Mitchell. Um, this guy's verified. I'm, I think he does um, writing for Yahoo. But I'm just like, don't come at Tennessee. Like you said earlier, don't come at Tennessee when he's got offers from like half the SEC. If he wants to come right. to Tennessee right now, whatever. He's probably going to be one of the top. I mean, if he's got these kind of offers right now and he, he lives up to the expectations that he has, then he's probably going to be one of the top players in that class. Right. So in two years, he's still committed to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, great job recruiting by Jeremy Pruitt. Yep. I mean, I. it's just, you know, trying to, I guess, poke the bear that is Vol Twitter and kind of add to the fire that is Tennessee athletics currently. So, um yeah, it's very annoying. That, I mean, that's what I was talking about, though. Like, why why call out Tennessee like that when other schools did it and we just happened to get the commitment? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, another th- another thing. Somebody sent me a picture of um, one of my most embarrassing moments was when I had to take a dump in a bar that did not have a door on the stall. Wait, what now? Sorry. So the door in the stall... They didn't have a they didn't have a door on it. Where's this at? At the bar in Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. So it didn't have a door, and then the actual door to the bathroom did not lock. So my buddy just stood in front of me while I. I think you should have just pooped did, it out. Didn't like should have just done it. Well, two I've people seen, walked in, and they were all just like, they'd all look in and just be like, "What the hell?" I mean, I've seen guys do it, just do it at Cool Beans, and that one used to not have doors on it at all. Yeah, so, I mean, or like, it used to just be a toilet for a little while. Well, see, it was it was bad because the girls and boys like bathrooms face each other, so once they open the door, like oh, yeah. all the girls could like look in and just see, see you shitting. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was very embarrassing. But I got a picture. Of, so fill the week, you, me, but <laughs> for fill the week for not for having to poop at a club. <laughs> yeah, for not putting the door on the stall. I mean, putting a Mexican restaurant right next to the. To the bar. Were you so. eating the Mexican? Like, did you just leave the bar, go eat the Mexican restaurant, and come back? Or what What happened? No, so we... Where did we... No, we ate at 
the mac and cheese house or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. And then we went to the bar, and I was good. But I was like, all that around here is bars, so I can't just like go to Woggles and go use the bathroom. Right. So I just had to deal with the hand that was dealt to me. So Fair enough. I was like, Dylan, do you care to stand in front of me? He's like, what? Like, just stand in front of me. <laughs> so like I, uh, I'm getting prepared, you know, I'm slapping myself, getting all psyched up to, to use the bathroom and. And he's like peeing. I'm like, dude, I have to use the bathroom. Like now, like I'm, I'm prairie dogging. It's coming. Like I need you to stand in front of me. He's like, dude, just give me a second. Let me, let me pee. So he finally gets in front of me, and then two guys walk in, and they're just like disgusted look on their faces, <laughs> and they're bouncers. So I see them like the entire time I'm there, and they just stare at me and tell everybody that I was in there taking a dump with Dylan standing in front of me. And he took a selfie, so. It's it's always gonna be there. Somebody's always Good. always gonna know that. I'm... Dude, we should know about that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, got anything else for the week? I don't. I think that's it, guys. Thank you all for Ooh, joining us. I, I did have one thing. And okay, you go. Okay. Um, happy birthday to my dad. Oh it's yeah, my dad's birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, um, Tracy Raby. So the man, the myth, the legend, the mayor of South Knoxville. Tracy Raby, happy birthday. He's old. Getting old. Getting, Getting old. There. But he's still always kicking. be always be young in my book. Yeah, he's still he's no matter how old he is, he's still gonna be able to work harder than me. So there you go. It's very true for both of us. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I also just remembered that I have to tell you guys about my friends at my bookie. Ooh. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, and usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they're the bet best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners. That's been good to me. So I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. For you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, but only if you use the promo code ISSUE. It's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ISSUE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Check them out, guys. It's baseball season, which is a really, really good betting season. If you're like addicted to just betting all the time, then go check it out right now. Have you today. done it? You done baseball yet? I haven't done baseball. I need to like watch and like study anybody anymore, but I, I want to get into baseball betting. Okay. I want to get into it. Well, I'd like to take a second to introduce our friends at SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let the Seek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot, great deal. Yellow dot, good deal. Red dot, not so good deal. Use promo code ACAA to check out to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free, two free beers on them. What are you waiting for? Go get it, guys. Beer's coming in Elon. Yep. Do it now. That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first first purchase. SeatGeek. Live's an event. We have the tickets. 
Guys, go check them out. They're awesome. The website is easy to use. Um, and I already got my $20. Ooh. There you go. So, nice. two free beers on them. Nice. So, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. I love you. And we're bringing the boat in, and we out.